things. I, I uh, feel sorry for people who do not have a church family. I really do because they miss out on so much. And, and it's, it is a, a family that's so important. You get in trouble, you have a need, you have something going on, and, and lo and behold, one of your uh, friends, your church family helps you. And that's what it's all about. Say to your neighbor, Jesus is Lord. Amen. You're looking good tonight, and we had a time Sunday. Pastor Dylan did a great job Sunday preaching. You say amen? Amen. And uh, he'll be preaching next Sunday, and I'm preaching tonight, and Joe, the man Joe, is going to be preaching next Wednesday night. It's going to be a powerful sermon I heard a little bit of it, and it'll get you to thinking. If nothing else, it'll get you to thinking. <laughs> it's going to be powerful. Well, tonight, I'm going to be preaching on, the title will be, A Fresh Revelation of the Blood of Jesus. The Blood of Jesus. Father, tonight we pray, Lord, for this service. We are so mindful and thankful that you are in our midst tonight and we feel your presence like we have never felt before because you're fresh and you're new every morning and great is your faithfulness. And we thank you, God, that you're going to meet the needs, God, tonight, physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially. I pray for the anointing upon this place, God, that before we leave here, whatever the problem may have, that we may have the solution to that problem. Wherever the pain is in our bodies will be healed. Whatever the need is financially be met. And God, we just pray for victory. We bind every evil strategy against the devil that tries to come against this house and your people. Bless us. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor it's all about the blood. It's all about the blood. We need a fresh revelation of the blood of the Lamb. You know, Revelation 12, 11, And they overcame Satan, him. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word, the spoken word of their testimony. And we know we got to say something. We got to say it. What did they, what did they overcome? The devil, the accuser of the brethren. You know, the Bible is extremely bloody. It's a bloody Bible. And uh, someone is texting me, pardon me. Okay, got that off. Thank you. Uh, it's mentioned over 700 times in the Bible from the New to the Old Testament about blood. The story of the first, the first blood uh requirement was found in Genesis 20 or 321 when God needs skins of an animal to cover Adam and Eve. Now the fig leaf just wouldn't do. That was their idea being covered. And our idea, we got our ideas and they're not God's ideas. Our ideas and thoughts are not his. So he, he says, no, that won't work. That won't work. We can't do that. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to have you uh, get the skin of an animal. And we're going to cover you with the skin of an animal. And they're in their shame, in their disobedience in the garden, God had to cover them 
with a blood covenant from the first animal, that that was called the, the covenant, first blood covenant. When he had them kill the animal and cause him to be covered by the animal skin. When many people think about the blood immediately, thoughts of gory things. And these watch these movies that are, you know, I don't, I've seen a couple of them that, you know, like Freddy Krueger, I hadn't seen that one, you know. Or Friday the 13th, I hadn't seen that one. Uh, vampire movies, I haven't seen those. And I'm old enough to know that people like Boris Karloff and uh, Bella Lugosi and some of these sounds, people sound like foreign to you, but us old folks, we know who those are. You know, they were very, very good. Uh, Hollywood made some very good movies of the, of the old scary movies. They didn't show any blood. They just showed someone in the act of trying to suck somebody's blood out of their neck, but you never saw the blood. But the enemy has perverted the blood. They have done a great job in Hollywood of, of making movies of witchcraft and even more today than I have ever seen in my life. Can you say amen? I've never seen so many movies, and I thank God that I, I don't watch them. I honestly don't know that I can handle them. It, it made me too nervous to watch some, somebody get hurt. I don't like to see blood shed, especially mine. Uh, the enemy uses movies and, and rituals and, and junk, drinking blood and satanic uh, things and uh, Harry Potter. You know, I know that I don't know anything about that, but I know that Harry need, need, needs to meet the Potter for sure. As Christians, we need to think about his precious blood and it was shed on Calvary. The old rugged cross. There's an old hymn written back by George Bernard. It was written back in 1912. I like old hymns. We don't hear a lot of old hymns on the radio today, but there are powerful words in these old hymns. I love all kinds of songs. I can get down with a rap if I need to. I can get a little country in there. I can get a little rock in there. And when it comes to Christian, I'm talking about. But I like the old hymns. I like the words of the old hymns. That great old song, Rugged Cross. Anytime you're talking about the cross, it's good. On a hill far away. Anybody want to sing this? You want to join with me? Come on, join with me. Let's start out. We'll do it a cappella. We don't need anybody up here, do we? If we mess up, like an old preacher one time, I was standing on a platform with him. He and I were... I was doing the announcements and the offering, and he was doing the preaching, and I'm, I'm up there, and he is singing next to me, and he's off key. He couldn't carry a tune in a five-gallon bucket. The, the guy sounded terrible, and he said, you know, my voice is not good, but when it gets to heaven, Jesus loves the way it sounds. Amen. How about on a hill far away? Come on, sing. Stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old rugged cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners were slain. I'm not going to sing anymore because I might be off key and I know I am. But you got the idea. The old songs. 
And it goes on to say, I love that old rugged cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners were slain, so I'll cherish that old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to that old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. That means ready for a crown. In that old rugged cross stained with blood so divine, such a wonderful beauty I see, for twas on that old rugged cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me. Aren't you glad you're sanctified by the blood tonight? Do you know when Jesus was hung on the cross, suspended, he, he was on that cross, but we were on his mind. There's a beautiful song like that, but I'm not going to sing it either. But on, on that cross, he took all our habits, our hang-ups, and all of our problems in our sin. The precious blood of Jesus is the covenant between Jesus and humanity. It's a he is a covenant-keeping God. One thing he does is keep covenants. Some churches don't want to offend you, don't want to talk about the blood. A lot of times they're even saying they don't even want to hear a song with the blood in it. It's a radio station back in, when I was younger would play the old hymns and songs, but they don't want to talk about the blood anymore. It's a bad subject, they feel. Not here in this church. Can you say amen? We're going to sing it, preach it. Hum it, shout it, all about the blood. The power of salvation according to Romans 1, 6. And then old another song is power in the blood. You ever heard that one? My dad was a worship leader when I was growing up, and him and mom had this Sunday morning early before church started about 9 o'clock in the morning. They had this... Uh, they had this radio program in our small town of about 5,000 where they had a setup and they recorded, they didn't record it, they did a live uh, worship service with him, them singing before the church service. And they would sing some of these old songs. And I used to remember as a child going out in my mom and dad's car and sitting there at seven, eight, nine years old and listen to them on the radio. And I thought I was somebody. I had mom and dad on the radio. And it, it didn't go anywhere but our town. And uh, back in technology today, it's different than it was then. They probably could have got an antenna hooked up somehow. Uh, and Joe probably knows how to do that. But I remember listening to some of these old songs. And there's power in the blood. And uh, said, would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Would you are evil, victories win. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. My dad used to sing it. He used to say, there is power, 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 about six times. Wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood comes from a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonderful, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Would you be whiter, much whiter than snow? There's power in the blood. 
power in the blood, sin stains are lost in its life-getting flow. There's wonderful power in the blood. Hallelujah. I want to be so full of Jesus. When a mosquito bites me, he goes off singing. There's power in the blood. Amen. Praise the Lord. One drop of blood from Jesus is all we need. One drop. But he lost a lot. The human body, as a man, it's different from a woman. A man holds 12 pints. A woman holds nine pints. Now, I don't know why that is. God made it for that reason. But that day, between the beatings and all the things, the crowns and all the things that happened on, on that road to, to the cross and the beatings and the whippings and the crown and the bloodshed, he lost every bit of his blood, nine pints. My wife has nine pints. Her bleeding ulcer that she developed in the hospital because of after her bypass surgery, she had uh, they given her blood thinner and she it affected her stomach and it began to bleed. And uh, not knowing that she was bleeding that much, the body was absorbing it and it didn't did not show up for days. But she lost one third of her blood at one time. I found out by another story that if you lose half your blood, you pass out and you don't usually regain consciousness. So thank God for his protection. They gave her the three pints back and uh, she felt a lot better, thank God, when she got the three pints. Science tells us that blood is the most mysterious of all tissues. It can't be reproduced. Think about that. God made it where we could not reproduce blood. Being composed of scores of elements and compounds and strange chemicals in the body whose function is not fully understood. They further say that there's life in the blood. How many know there's life in the blood? Praise the Lord. The Bible tells us in Leviticus 17, 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for our soul. Thank God for the blood. The blood's a cleansing agent. 1 John 1, 7 said that for our, all our sins... He atones and cleanses our blood. Say to your neighbor, it's all about the blood. Amen. When the blood of Jesus is mentioned, the devil gets real nervous. So let's just say the blood. The blood. Oh, he's shaking his boots tonight. Praise God. Another old song. Victory in Jesus. Amen. Written by a guy named Eugene Morrow Barnett in 1939. I heard an old story how a Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning of his precious blood atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. 
Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about his healing. Let me know the blood of Jesus heals. Of his cleansing power revealing how he made the lame to walk again and he caused the blind to see. Then I cried, dear Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. And some sweet day, Jesus came and bought me to victory. Amen. Powerful, powerful song. There are seven places in the Bible that talks about Jesus losing blood in his body. Can anybody name the seven places? If you do, I'll have you finish preaching. <clears throat> there are seven places that Jesus shed his blood. Obviously, the one we always know about and remember about is in the Garden of Gethsemane. According to Luke 22 and 44, that he sweat great blood, drops of blood in the garden. And it came dominion over, over Satan. And being in anguish, he, those drops of blood fell to the ground. That's the one, one place. Number two was by his stripes. I mean, oh, by his stripes were healed. There are 39 lashes that was on, beaten on Jesus' back. And on his back, they said the 40th one would have killed him. So on 39 lashes, there are 30 known, 39 known root diseases worldwide. Jesus paid all of them, those 39 straps. Just think about that. Isaiah 53, 5. They are wounded for our transgressions. He's bruised for our iniquities. <clears throat> the chastisement of peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Number three, beaten and bruised. <clears throat> Bleeding under the skin means bruised. Do you know I found something out interesting? Uh, when you, you bleed under the skin, it's called bruising. Did you know why you bruise? Blood rushes to that area. And that's what causes the bruising. But the, bl the blood rushes to that area that's injured. Think about the blood of Jesus, how it rushes to us when we need it. Beaten and bruised, bleeding under his skin. He bled on the inside for our iniquity, inner weakness in a person's nature. And we know we have weaknesses. Jesus paid our iniquity so we'd have to pass them on not, not pass him on to our children. Isaiah, Isaiah 53, 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and chastisement's peace was upon him, and by his stripes were healed. Number four, crown of thorns. He shed his blood and paid the price. Genesis three nineteen By the sweat of the brow... You will, eat your, you will eat your food through painful toil, and you will eat in many days of life. Number five, spikes in his hands. 
He shed his blood in hands, was nailed to the cross. He paid that as our inheritance. We have authority in the name of Jesus. Galatians 4 and 4 and 5. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, Lord, born under the law to redeem those under the law. They may be right sons of God. Number six, spikes in his feet. He shed his blood in his feet, on the, by his feet that were nailed to the cross. We have a promise that will never leave us or forsake us. Deuteronomy 31.6, the Lord, your God, goes with you. He will never leave you or never forsake you. Number seven, the spear on his side. When the spear was stuck in his side, he shed his blood from the side. It was pierced. Both blood and water came from him. This is a physical symbol that his heart burst when they punctured that car cardiac uh, heart. Well, there's water around the heart. There's a word for it. Jesus paid the price and healed our broken hearted. Luke 4.18 the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. Praise the Lord. There's no lack of blood. There's no lack. The written in 1772 by William Cowper was an old song. There's a fountain filled with blood. Drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunged beneath that flood. Lose all their guilty stains. The dying thief rejoiced to see that the fountain in his day. And there have I thought vile as he washed my sins away. Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never be law, lose its power. Till all is ransomed. Church of God are safe to sin no more. Thank God that there's no lack of blood. Why was the blood of Jesus so perfect? Why was there no impurities? I'm glad you asked. You may not know it, but the blood comes from the Father. When that baby is beginning to be Conceived in conception, the DNA and blood comes from the Father. So it shows you that our Heavenly Father deposited that blood into Mary. And it was an immaculate conception. It was a conception because the Holy Spirit made it happen, came to visit, deposited the blood, and pure and blemish, unblemished, no blemishes, perfect, perfect blood. This is why Jesus should be lifted up and not Mary. Mary was the carrier. Mary should be honored, but not worshipped, and we know that. But God Himself prepared Christ's body. Well, I tell you. Power of God's powerful. The blood's powerful. Read these words. 
I'm going to read these words. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus can wash away my sin. Nothing but the blood of Jesus can make me whole again. How many are glad you're whole tonight? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my pardon, this I see, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, this my plea, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can for my sin atone, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not of good that I have done, nothing but the blood of Jesus. The hope and peace, the powers in the blood. Tonight in closing, we have someone to come up front to play piano. There she is, somebody. Oh, you going to come up and play? Come on. <laughs> Praise God. Pastor and his wife and family are having a great time. If you're following Facebook, they've been to the beach, and I got real, real jealous. I've been there, and it's beautiful. But they are back home, enjoying themselves, and having a great time. Tonight in closing, you can be sure there is power in the blood, wonder-working power in the blood. The old song goes, blood reaches to the highest mountain, and it flows to the lowest valley. He gives me strength from day to day. We'll never lose its power. We need to, to plead the blood. I learned this from my mom and dad. To plead the blood of Jesus. Plead the blood of Jesus every day over your family. Plead the blood of Jesus for, for deliverance and protection. Protecting over your family. There's not a day I don't go by and wake up. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Pleading the blood is a verbal declaration that nullifies the work and enforces Christ's dominion. Apply the blood. Without the shedding of precious blood of Jesus, we'd all be lost and go into a devil's hell. Matthew 26, 28, For this is my blood, the new covenant which is I shed for many for the remission of sin, for, my hang, or for the hang-ups and habits and hurts of life. Repentance. The word's been my spirit lately. I want to go into 2019 with a re repentant heart. I want to repent. I want to say, God, if you come back this year, if you come back right now, I want to repent of my sins. I don't want to miss God for unrepentance. Stand tonight, if you would, please. This is not on my notes. I believe the Lord wanted me to share something tonight with you. <clears throat> you know, in church, we come and we worship the Lord. We worship Him in spirit and in truth. That's what the Word says. But many times we're, we, we may have shame in our hearts. We may have shame in things that, that we have done wrong and, and things that we have done that were sinful and, and we know that was wrong. 
Bible says to confess your sins to each other. That is a very difficult thing to do. A lot of it's because of pride, and a lot of it's because of shame. But I pray for our church that going into 2019, if we have something in our heart, we don't want to carry it over. We want to deal with it. This is a hospital for the hurting. This is a place where healing is. It's a place of worship. It's a place of, of coming together and, and being family, like I said. But it's also a place where you can come just as you are. Broken. Unrepentive. Come. Repent. Ask the Lord to heal you. None of us are exempt from sin. Now, some of us practice sin more than others. David was one who in the Bible practiced sin, but he had a heart of repentance so much. He loved to repent. I find myself over this last year being tempted and trialed as, as you go through tough times. and Sometimes you wonder, Lord, where are you in this situation? Why am I tempted here? Why am I trialed here? Why am I going through this here? What's that about? The Spirit's always sweet to me. He always tells me, I've got you. I'm taking care of you. I love you. You have no idea how much I love you, son. He's always willing to meet me right where I am at the place I'm hurting, the place I have disappointed him. And tonight I want to encourage you. These altars, a lot of times people get a wrong idea about an altar. And thank God we have altars. Thank God people come to the altar. You don't have to be saved to come to the altar. You can pray right where you are. It doesn't make any difference. But there's something like Pastor was talking about a few weeks ago about kneeling your knees and in prayer. One of the things that I hate about myself is six years ago I had double knee replacement and Laura told me one time you can kneel some but it hurts to kneel not on my knees because I don't feel my knees because they're not mine but I, I, the, the tissue and the, the ligaments and things around them one of the things I can't do is kneel but I can sure stand I can sure walk I can pray I can sit and pray the, but the position of kneeling is important and that it's come to, it comes to a humble place when you kneel and I want to encourage you to, to go ahead and make your way to the altar. And I want you to, to pray tonight this prayer. I want you to pray this prayer tonight that you would, if there's anything in your heart that you want to drop and leave at this altar and not pick it back up. See, the problem a lot of times is we get to the altar and we lay it down at Jesus' feet. And then before the, before the time ends, we pick it back up and take it back home with us. And I encourage you tonight come to the altar and pray and begin to pray and, and just believe God's going to heal the hurts.
from your Praise side. Lord. 